Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. I'm the Sam and Sam Says, and today I'm so excited to have my fellow staff member, Trisha Rodriguez, who is the Director of Public Policy and Government Relations here at IMHIP, on to talk about maternal health resources for better access to care. Welcome back to the podcast, Trisha. Thank you, Samantha. I'm so excited to be back. I am happy to have you because today's discussion is very timely. We're wrapping up our second quarter where we focus on maternal health here at IMHIP. We have an incredible opportunity to highlight some of the work that our partners are doing in the maternal health space. Um, and I'm excited to talk about what IMHIP has been doing uh, with the plans in maternal health care, specifically our maternal health toolkit. I could not agree more. I have been amazed the past few months as I've learned more about the work that our industry partners are doing, as well as policymakers in the maternal health space. But I think one important role for IMHIP and a really unique role is serving as a resource for both providers and consumers on how to effectively use the full Medicaid benefit. And in the case of providers, how to actually bill for those benefits. And this work is so important because oftentimes information about health insurance benefits can be really fragmented and difficult to access in a really comprehensive way. That's absolutely right. And so we're going to run down today on sort of what we've been doing with our partners, because we know here in the Medicaid space, like nothing is done alone. But what we've been doing to sort of break down those silos, remove fragmentation, and then also move the system forward. How have we collectively with great partners like Leader Greenwood strengthened the Medicaid program to better serve pregnant people? Because I think, you know, as I look over, you know, sort of what we've already done in, you know, this year, it's a lot. And the space in, you know, maternal health care, we are really going to see as all of these changes are implemented, um, I think some really good improvement um, and some just really practical ways. We'll dive into that and some, you know, significant investments that are long overdue. Yeah, I agree. And I'm really excited um, that the Medicaid Omnibus, House Bill 4343, was recently signed into law. I'm HIP worked on rate increases for both prenatal and postpartum care visits, as well as what's called an external cephalic version. And again, a huge shout out goes to State Representative Latoya Greenwood and Senator Julie Morrison on leading this effort. And really the purpose of these rate increases is to improve access to services for the Medicaid population. Absolutely. Let's dive right in to the nuts and bolts and let's start with the I'm Hip Toolkit because like you said, sort of in your opening, so much of health insurance benefits, whether it's Medicaid, whether it's commercial insurance, Medicare, it is so confusing and clunky and it can be hard to like sort of understand what are you as a consumer entitled to? And then if you're a provider, how do you help your patients navigate the healthcare space? And I think there's sort of this idea, this misconception that Medicaid isn't as comprehensive as it is. So I think this toolkit is going to help members, but I really think it's going to help providers connect the pieces. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I'm HIPS maternal health toolkit is really meant to serve as a comprehensive resource 
for both maternal health providers. And I really think even a resource for pregnant people who are on Medicaid, it explains the full array of covered Medicaid services that are available to pregnant people, including um, maternal health benefits, family planning, mental health support, which is really important and transportation. Uh, the toolkit also walks through the importance of prenatal and postpartum visits, kind of going off of the legislation that we were advocating for. And the purpose of that is to really improve the chances of a healthy pregnancy. Uh, there's also information in the toolkit about the availability of blood pressure cuffs, and that is really to support pregnant people in between their healthcare appointments. Um, and finally, the toolkit really illustrates the benefits of being enrolled in Medicaid managed care, even outside of the traditional Medicaid benefit. The health plans offer many unique benefits outside of what is covered under the Illinois Medicaid program. And this is to really incentivize attending prenatal and postpartum visits and also other engagement with the healthcare system. And these benefits outside of Medicaid covered services include gift cards, car seats, diapers, baby cribs, and so much more. So I'm really happy that we were able to create this resource because improving maternal health is a top priority for I'm hip and the plans. Right. And as we've talked about time and time again, over 50% of births are covered by the Medicaid program here in Illinois. And what we've really found is there's a true benefit to managed care. Like there's no questions. Medicaid managed care is just a greater, more comprehensive member focused benefit, if you will, than fee for service. Fee for service is a claims payment process. Medicaid managed care focuses on the member. We talk about additional benefits. As, as we know, members are, pregnant people are entitled to care coordination, to care coordinator, to help them work through sort of and understand uh, the interacting with the healthcare system as a pregnant person. Sometimes it is the first interaction in a, in a, a sort of over a duration of time that a member um, probably has. Typically these are pregnant or, or these are young, healthy members. So they're not as used to interacting long-term with the healthcare system. So our care coordinators are there to help with that. Uh, we already talked about added benefits and transportation. And then, you know, health plans also, which we talked about in some of our um, education, a lot of the plans are doing tons and tons of work around getting healthy foods to pregnant people, addressing social determinants of health, you know, breaking down silos to make sure members get the mental health and substance use disorder treatment that they may need. There is a lot for members in a managed care, care coordination environment. And what I love about this toolkit is it just breaks it down really simply of what is the benefit for people and how do they use those benefits? Yeah. And I think another really unique benefit that isn't really mentioned in the toolkit, but I did want to mention is that we require all of our providers to um, complete cultural competency training. So when you're talking about maternal health and health outcomes, making sure that the Medicaid population has access to culturally competent providers is really, really important work. Yes, yes, yes. Like that 
Oh, Trisha, I'm so glad you pointed that out because it's something that we've sort of been, you know, weaving throughout our conversations on maternal health of the importance of, you know, cultural competency, the importance of acknowledging and recognizing implicit bias. But something that I've definitely just taken for granted because I've known it for for years and years is that we require all our providers and health plan staff, care coordinators, all staff, whether you're on the call center, you're a care coordinator, or you're in um, the finance department, all staff at health plans are required to go through cultural competency training. And then we take it a step further because it's not enough if our CFOs and our accountants know about cultural competency, the people interacting with our members need to as well. And so that is the providers. And so we've been a champion of cultural competency or as one of my um one of my sort of, you know, experts in the field that I've worked with on this, they always say cultural humility, because it's somebody else's culture. It's learning that you should be um, humble and appreciate and understand the differences of cultures. And I just love that phrasing. And I think it's so critical that providers um, interacting with diverse individuals, which is all of them, um, go through cultural competency or cultural humility training. Um, and I think we're going to see more about that um, in the coming years beyond the Medicaid space and beyond the providers that contract with the health plans. And I'm excited to see where that goes. But I cannot end this podcast without talking again about our legislative session, our legislative champions, um, you know, significant work that we've already talked about, increasing the reimbursement for prenatal and postpartum visits. Huge. And I think you're going to talk about sort of the size, I hope you will like sort of walk our listeners through the size of that increase because it is significant and how we believe, you know, that's going to help improve outcomes for pregnant people here in Illinois. Yeah. And when we talk about prenatal and postpartum care, I always like to start out with the fact that the most recent IDPH data indicates that about 80% of pregnancy related deaths in Illinois are preventable. So what that means that it is that if we catch pregnancy complications early, we can actually save people's lives. Um, but despite these statistics, a significant number of pregnant people on Medicaid do not attend um, their prenatal and postpartum care appointments timely or at all. And we know that the Medicaid population faces barriers in accessing health care, but also with a current Medicaid rate for prenatal care of about $40, there just are not adequate incentives right now um, to push pregnant people to attend these visits. So what we did is actually double the rate for prenatal and postpartum care visits, and we're hoping that we're going to see better health outcomes for pregnant people as a result. Absolutely. And what we did is we really, we tied it to the reimbursement rate that a doctor receives for a regular adult physical, which is very similar to the time and sort of the effort of um, prenatal visits. So again, sort of trying to make the reimbursement system more logical so that there isn't a um, financial barrier for providers to meet and serve Medicaid members. Because um, really, if you're talking about a $40 reimbursement rate, you know, it's almost costing that provider money to see Medicaid members, which is going to have an impact on access, unfortunately. Yeah, and OBGYNs are specialists compared to, you know, an adult physical that would be performed by a primary care provider. And obviously, 
those two healthcare professionals are very important, but you would expect to see a higher reimbursement for a specialist service. Absolutely, absolutely. And we didn't just increase reimbursement rates for prenatal visits, right? We also looked at sort of some of the recommendations around decreasing C-sections, which are huge, major surgeries. People sort of don't always understand the significance of a C-section, but also with a major surgery comes the potential for um, complications. And so we increased and advocated with Leader Greenwood and Senator Morrison um, some reimbursement around ECBs. Can you sort of talk a little bit about that? Yes. So we did work on increasing um, the Medicaid rate for external cephalic versions. That is basically a procedure where uh, the healthcare provider manually turns a baby that is in a breech position into a head down position. And when this procedure is successful, it can reduce C-sections by over 60%. Um, and as you mentioned, C-sections can be a significant cause of birthing complications in the future. And ECVs are not always an option that is readily given to the Medicaid population. So I think this is really going to be a critical measure to, again, make sure that the proper incentives are there um, to make sure that healthcare providers are offering this service. Oh, Trisha, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us on Sam Says. More importantly, thank you for partnering with our legislative leaders, for pulling all of these resources together, for working with community partners um, to make sure that everyone is aware of the amazing benefits to pregnant people with the Medicaid program and, you know, really with managed care and care coordination. For our listeners, you can find our uh, maternal health toolkit on our website, imhip.net. It's under the provider tab. Uh, we will be updating it periodically just to ensure that all the contact information is, is still timely, but it is a wonderful, wonderful resource, especially for the provider community to just make sure that you know the services available to your patients. Thank you so much again for having me on for such an important discussion. It has been amazing to work on healthcare policy and resources that are going to improve the lives of so many pregnant people in Illinois. Oh, thank you, Trisha. Thank you so much for all you do for joining us today. And again, to our listeners, to learn more about what I'm Hip is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one, go to our website, imhip.net. And of course, don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the Sam and Sam Says. As always, thanks for joining us. And until next time, be well and stay safe.